This is the Ag Queen Podcast. This podcast explores the agriculture industry with the movers and shakers of those shaping it. Here's your host, Lori Boyer. We get started on the show here today by introducing my guest, Scott Schumann, is joining me for our conversation on the podcast today. He is a partner and auctioneer at Hall & Hall Auction. We're going to learn more about his background and Hall & Hall here in just a moment. And he's also an author of a book called A Million Acres and Counting, and we'll be talking about that too. Scott, thanks for joining me here today for our interview. Oh, thank you for having me, Lori. So let's talk about you. Give us a little bio, a little background on yourself to get us going. Yeah, well, I I grew up in eastern Colorado, dryland wheat farm um, out of Strasburg, and uh, uh, was a 4-H and FFA member and all through school. Ended up going to NJC for two years, Northeastern Junior College, and then Colorado State University, and then uh, received my master's degree at Purdue University in Indiana. And so I've been involved with agriculture basically my whole life. I started an auction company in 1986, sold my first uh, property in 1989. And so done, haven't looked back. I've pretty much done the same thing my entire career, uh, married with three children and one grandchild. Was Hall & Hall Auction your original firm then, or is this something that you got involved with later in your career? Yeah, no, my original firm was uh, Schumann Auction Service. When you get out of auction school, most people end up naming a business after themselves and just going after business. And at that time, I I was doing uh, farm equipment and household auctions, probably some auctions that should have been garage sales, just trying to get my feet wet and get involved in every aspect of the industry. And then since that time, in 2010, I actually started Hall & Hall Auctions, which was a a division of a company that had been around since 1946. So Hall and Hall sells farms and ranches uh, throughout the country. Uh, we have 19 offices in nine states, kind of coast to coast. So um, I handle all the auction activity for all offices and, and uh, licensed in real estate in uh, 27 states. And so I move around quite a bit in the ag world. Certainly have grown a lot since you started your own auction business then, huh? Right, right. And and I get involved in a lot of different types of, you know, I do a lot of benefit and gala auctions as well. In, in 19, before we really got shut down, we did auctions from Hawaii to London wow. and um, did them in all over the country. Um, I was on the uh, Barrett-Jackson staff for a while selling classic cars. I was on there for seven years. And uh, so, and now I do some junior livestock uh, auctions. Weld County and Eagle County. Um, I do their their livestock auctions, do some work at National Western Stock Show. So just I'm kind of all auctions involved in auction, every aspect of the auction world. In 2017, I was the national president of the National Auctioneers Association. And um, that was just really eye-opening serving on that board and serving with auctioneers from throughout the country and understanding those issues that, that different auctioneers are facing um, throughout the country. And and um, so that was that was a, a great time for me as well. Not to date you, but I'm going to date you. So how many years have you been an auctioneer then? Well, I started in 1984, actually working for another auctioneer. And two years later, then went to auction school. So from 84, so that's uh, oh, 38 years. What do you like about it? Like what keeps you motivated and keeps you in the industry and continues to drive you? Yeah, you know, when, when I first was attracted to it, I think it was probably... Uh, because of the auctioneers chant and you know it's just kind of a fun thing and a neat way to to market 
any type of asset. But then as I started growing growing in the industry and being more involved, you know, I think it's really more about the people. In what we do, we typically get called when there's there's some type of a problem or a situation to to handle, maybe, you know, from, you know, they say death and divorce and just change of life, different things we get called on. And so it's really about understanding people and helping make a difference in their life, excuse me, in their lives. And um, so that's, that's always, I guess, what, what I really like uh, feeling like you've made a difference and you can look back and, you know, uh, knowing that you've, you've done something, even driving tractor as a young, (laughs) you know, as a teenager, looking back and seeing how much of the field that you were able to actually work, you know, it's kind of the same way in the auction industry. I look back and see different people that I've uh, been able to help and, and staying in touch, becoming lifelong friends with a lot of our past clients is probably one of my um, biggest reasons for staying in the industry. Yeah. I want to ask you about some of the changes that you've seen over the years. I'm sure you've seen a lot, including technology, but talk to me a little bit more about just kind of the trends in the overall industry over the years since you have been an auctioneer. Yeah, you know, um, the the auction industry and profession dates way, way back. I mean, the, the Roman Empire was sold at auction, to give you an example of how long that industry has, has been in, in play. Um, here in the United States, you know, I think people have related the auction industry with, during the Great Depression, farms that had to be sold, you know, and it was a negative. And so, and they've also related it with... Um, RTC days with the bank collapses, uh, uh, collapsing, uh, they related to uh, 2008 with the residential housing collapse. So many auctions were, uh, homes were sold at auction. And so there's been a lot of negative connotations that have gone along with the auction industry. And for some reason, um, you know, uh, a lot of the assets, every world record that's ever been something that's sold has been done at auction. But those things don't seem to resonate with in people's minds. You know, the the highest artwork, the highest, uh, you know, highest dollar car that ever sold, that, those kind of things are all sold at auction. And, you know, so so there was a lot of negatives and, and the auction industry didn't change so much, at least in the United States. You know, in some some countries, that's the first way they think about selling something is to sell it at auction. In the United States, it's a lot of times has been, well, that's, that's not going to be our, we're going to list it for a while, or we're going to try to market it some other way for a while. And then uh, if it doesn't work, we'll take it to auction, you know? And I think I've really seen a change where that's, at least with the clients I've worked with, a lot of times I'll get the call saying, well, it's never been on the market. We've never done anything with it. It's a special property. We don't know where to list it at. We won't, so we're going to sell it at auction. And so that's been a real positive change. When you bring up technology, you know, in the early 2000s, when uh, eBay first came out and, you know, amongst auctioneers throughout the country, it was a a panic of, oh, no, we're all going to be out of business because, you know, um, everything's going to be taken to the online um, avenue. And in fact, that wasn't the case Um, when eBay first came out with auctions. It actually helped the auctioneers more than hurt them because all of a sudden then people are like, oh, yeah, I've heard of an auction. I know what an auction is. Yeah, you can sell my property that way or you can sell my asset that way. And so it, it kind of, um, it was really a positive in my mind. Um, and now uh, the top auction companies around the country all utilize technology, util- utilizing maybe online auctions. Some do online only, some do a, a, 
mixture of online and, and live auctions, what we call simulcast auction. And there's Zoom auctions. There's all kinds of different uh, ways that uh, auctions have changed to, via technology. Scott, do you feel like there's enough new people entering the industry to fill for those that may be retiring or, or exiting for one reason or another? There are, you know, are there's a lot of auction schools around the country that a lot of people aren't familiar with, but auction schools are, are having great enrollments. There's uh, a lot of people say, gosh, I, I, I think I could do that or I and, and uh, or it's something that excites me. And so from that standpoint, there's a lot of new people entering the business. What I've seen, though, is a lot of them that enter the business kind of expect uh, immediate gratification, immediate success. And so they don't stay in the business quite as long because they, I mean, it's, it's tough work. (laughs) You know, it's uh, the auction chant learning the learning to count and do the actual event is a very small portion of, of my time or any other auctioneer's time. So it's more of the going out and getting the business and marketing properties and marketing assets. So there's just so much more involved with it that that takes a lot of time and a lot of work. And I, I suppose it's like, you know, any other profession. And I mean, and, and take you, for example, you know, a lot of people say, well, gosh, I've got a great voice and I would love to interview people. I'd love to be uh, do a radio show and things like that, that you've done in the, in the past. But I mean, uh, you know, it's taken a lot of work and a lot of years. You've probably got as many years in the radio industry as I have in the auction industry. And uh and you know it takes a lot of late nights and a lot of studying, a lot of a lot of work before uh, you get to that pinnacle point in your career. Absolutely, mm-hmm. I just want to highlight something else that is special about you in particular, and that is your daughter is following in your footsteps, right? <laughs> she is, yes. And I actually have two daughters. My oldest daughter um, entered some auction contests herself, and she was a state uh, winner when she was. Um, uh, probably a senior in high school, but then went on to, to uh, teach school. My, and then I've got a son that's actually done some work in the auction industry. But my uh, youngest daughter, who you're talking about, is the one everyone's reading about. And she's also the one that's stealing all my clients. But um, <laughs> she's uh, just turned 17 in, in uh, January, and she was the uh, runner-up at the international contest. She was excited about it, and she came off the stage, and someone gave her a flyer to enter the Kentucky contest. So she went to Kentucky and entered that and she won that. So the, the battle of the bluegrass and, and uh, so she's been written up in, in several magazines and, and she does uh, primarily benefit auctions all over the country. So. Wow. Impressive. Impressive. Mm-hmm. I'll look forward to inter- interviewing her as well. <laughs> I was holding off on this question until now, because I think it will be a great segue into talking about your book. But what is the most memorable thing that you have sold so far during your auctioneering career? The one that probably interests people more, uh, where I was working on staff um, with another auctioneer, but a great friend of mine that I mentioned in the book, Spanky Asseter, but we sold the Batmobile, we sold the ambulance that carried uh, JFK, Beverly Hills Hillbilly car, you know, some of those things are uh, certainly things that, that get people excited but uh, my primarily primary role in the auction industry is selling large farms and ranches. You know, we've done multiple ranches over forty million, and you know, you hit you hit up the different uh, increment levels. You know, if you're if you're selling, for instance, you're selling a car or a horse, and you hit a million dollars, the the room goes crazy. 
when you're selling a, a ranch and you hit 20 million, the room goes crazy. And then you hit 25 and 30 million. And, you know, and those kind of things are, are certainly excited, uh, exciting. The uh, Camp Cooley Ranch would be a, a big uh, property that, that a lot of people would know in South Texas that, uh, that I was able to sell at auction. Sold the property that uh, they filmed Dances with Wolves on, Triple U property in South Dakota. I've been involved with a lot of really kind of cool properties. Very cool. I didn't even know all that. So that is pretty neat. That is pretty neat. I'm sure those are probably some of the things that are in your book. So let's talk about your book. It's called A Million Acres and Counting. Yeah. In fact, uh, yeah, it just came out this year. I have to get you a copy. It was kind of an interesting, you know, when 2020, uh, spring of 2020, we got shut down and all of our live events, they said, uh, hey, we're not going to be able to have gatherings. So let's reschedule this for next spring or next fall, that kind of thing. And so just, I mean, overnight, uh, like flip a switch and all of our auctions are canceled. And then at the same time, all of our people in the office uh, were working from home. So I was in the office uh, working by myself and and was really thinking about frequently asked questions, uh, trying to beef up my website and that kind of thing. Um, Questions in the industry. And, you know, when you get on an airplane and you sit next to somebody and they say, what do you do for a living? And you start those kind of conversations. Well, and typically it's a great conversation. I bet you've met fascinating people just in in your line of work. Well, in mine, I mentioned that I'm an auctioneer and people say, oh, you can talk fast, you know, or they, you know, they really don't know what to say. And they say, well, why would somebody ever sell something at auction? Why would they sell their home at auction or their, their property at auction? And I thought, you know, I always have that conversation and so I had, a, I had a document it somewhere. And so I started off by documenting some of those frequent, frequently asked questions that I get. And I thought, well, that, that would be pretty interesting. And then I decided I'm going to take some of these auctions and just kind of tell a story about them. And so I started on that. And next thing you know, my wife met up with me and said, gosh, you've like written a book. <laughs> and so I said, oh, yeah, I kind of have. And so... Um, you know, so just kind of evolved since that time, though, we've been published and and I kind of follow it online and it seems like they're selling. So we sell a few about every day. And so that's kind of fun. Yeah. Where can you find it, Scott? Where can you find your um, book? Yeah, uh, actually, the easiest way is Amazon.com. So on Amazon.com and you can either search my name, S-H-U-M-A-N or A Million Acres and Counting, and it'll bring that up. You know, we were at about, I think when I started writing it, we were about a million close to a million and a half acres. And uh, now we're about a million eight, something like that. So I don't know. Sometime down the road, maybe we'll add to it or or come up with more stories. I was just going to ask you if there's plans for a follow-up book or another edition. Uh, You know, I don't know. You know, as I've looked at it, um, there's a lot of things I wish I would have done differently with this book, but I'm never writing a book. In fact, if you talk to one of my high school English teachers, they would probably bet you money that that never happened, right? There's some things I would have tweaked or done a little bit differently, but everybody seems to really enjoy it. And, you know, once you start talking about different stories, you just, you, you leave so much out, you know, as far as different people that were involved and things like that. So I may do a little update from that standpoint, but we've done just in the last year, we've done a auctions in 15 states and and met some really incredible people and and have great stories to go along with it. So you never know, we may add to it someday. That'll be fun for sure. <laughs> so since we're coming out of the pandemic, at least cross our fingers, we're going to stay out of the pandemic. So has business really picked back up in the auction world or 
things coming back around for you? In actually 2021 was probably the best year we've ever had in the auction world. And you know, now we're a little bit of a, there's a lot of, as you know, a lot of question marks out there as to where we're going. The good news is there's a ton of cash and a ton of buyers out there for probably any asset. So, um, and people are just climbing over themselves to be able to, to purchase something. So that, that's a real good news from the seller side, you know, and unfortunately input costs, costs have gone up so much. There's a, probably a possibility we'll see more farms come on the market, which is we sell very, very rarely do we sell something that's um, distressed, at least in my career uh, since the, the mid 80s. Um, there really hasn't been uh, distressed properties that we've worked with. And uh, I'm guessing that we may see um, some other situations where some people have to sell. But, uh, you know, you, you hope not. And you hope that you hope we're getting right on the right track. I'm not so sure with some of the financial things going on in the country right now, you know, with cost of everything is just skyrocketing, as you know, and all your listeners know. But so those are things that, you know, you that affect, every, they affect every business. When the oil and gas goes down, people don't realize they're with, mm-hmm. or agriculture is as important as agriculture is in this country. And I think uh, it, it scares me that we get further and further away generations that, you know, it used to be, well, dad farmed or grandpa farmed, and now it's great grandpa farmed or, you know, great, great grandpa had a farm. And, and, um, and so that concerns me that uh, some of our young people are starting to not understand where, where their food comes from. You are not the first one that's mentioned that probably won't be the last. I think that is a underlying concern for the ag industry for sure. People working on solutions, but I'm not sure we found them or what that's going to be yet. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, Programs like yours, I think, help that help with that. And, you know, people that are really carrying the banner for agriculture, I think is I'm, I'm very excited about that. What are some of your goals now? So you've had this long-term career. You've done some big things, sold some awesome things, wrote a book. What are some more <laughs> goals for you? You know, I, I don't know. I, you know, I, from a personal standpoint, um, if, if folks will read my book, they will also read um, some of the challenges um, in doing some of the things that I've done. One of the, the challenges, which I, I and I love, I'll tell you what, if you have readers that do buy the book and read it, I would love, love, love to hear from them um, just to get their their uh, thoughts, positive or negative. Uh, if, if they're too negative, uh, be nice on me. But one of the things that I do share is my son one day when uh, and I'll give away a little bit of the book here but my son when he was uh, I believe he was 16 years old and I'm riding down the road with him kind of having the a real good man to man conversation and I asked him about his his goals and career and he said you know I think I'm going to do something with sports I think I'll be a sports agent which what kid didn't want to be the manager of LeBron James right and so uh, I said well that's good I said well, what about being in the auction business and he said, hey, I don't want to take anything away from you or I've loved that you've been in the auction business. He said, but I want to be there for my kids. And he said, went on to let me know which uh, ball games I had missed of his and, you know, and things like that. I mean, it was like a knife in my back at the time, <laughs> you know, thinking, gosh, I, I've concentrated so much on my career that I've not had a great family balance. And I'm fortunate to have my wife works 
with me. He does all of our marketing and uh, our company. And so, you know, th- there was never an issue there, but I, I think, gosh, I did miss out a lot on a lot of things that my kids had going. And so spending more time with family and kids and things like that is really a goal for me. But um, work-wise, I, just, I love what I do. love meeting people. I love getting out and doing doing auctions and, and seeing how we can help change things for different folks. And, and uh, so that's, that's really my goal is to continue doing that. Yeah. Scott, anything else to talk about today or mention that I didn't ask about that you would like to say? You know, you always do such a great job that I would guess that any of your guests that leave here don't say, well, Laura, you left this out. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, I'd love to uh, love to meet any of your uh, your guests. Our offices are, are in Eaton, Colorado. And so we're on the uh, west edge of Eaton, Colorado, and but we travel all over the country and and uh, love to talk to folks that are involved with agriculture and just to have those conversations. So, Scott, your book, it's called, once again, A Million Acres and Counting. It can be found at Amazon. And mm-hmm. what is the website then for Hall & Hall Auctions? Yeah, it's uh, com. So it's H-A-L-L-A-N-D-H-A-L-L.com. Love to have anybody check out our properties and they can sign up to get a, our uh, email, uh, weekly email if they'd like. Love to hear from folks. Well, again, I want to thank my guests for joining me. A great conversation today with Scott Schumann. He is partner and auctioneer with Hall & Hall Auction. He's also author. I just mentioned a book. It's called A Million Acres and Counting. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of the Ag Queen Podcast with your host, Lori Boyer.